the executives I'm dealing with are using the phrase, never let a good crisis go to waste. And welcome to Checkmates Go, Season 2, Episode 29. The threat of ransomware became very real when Garmin suffered a very public outage not too long ago, which caused, uh, well, many fitness trackers to all of a sudden not work. And it was traced down to some ransomware, which disabled the services that these fitness trackers and some of Garmin's other services rely on. It definitely opened the doors to some conversations with our incident response team. And we also have Tim Otis here discussing that. But uh, we'll get back to Ray talking about exactly how these conversations began. Because of the impact on uh, the Internet of Things and everyone's kind of fitness trackers and everything else, it, it definitely became a very public, very noticed at the very senior levels of a lot of our customers kind of issue. Uh, I, I had quite a lot of inquiries from customers on, hey, how can this impact us? What should we do to prevent it? Because all of a sudden, ransomware went from this kind of obtuse thing that the the IT security leadership or the, the CIO would tell the board about to something that, hey, my phone, my app on my phone doesn't work. And they and a kind of a light turned on and they had a moment, an epiphany where they went, ah, this is what ransomware does to a company. Like it's this public, it's this impactful. If that happens to our company, we're having a seriously bad day. So what should we do to prepare for it? How can we prevent this happening? And so uh, it's actually generated a lot of interest, a lot of activity for us in kind of having workshops with companies to understand what are the risks and how can they prevent or at least mitigate ransomware attacks from happening inside of their companies. Ransomware has been around, unfortunately, for a very long time. Still seems to be incredibly uh, incredibly profitable as well. Uh, allegedly, uh, Garmin paid a significant sum of money to get their data back. So uh, it's definitely uh, something, obviously, that the, uh, the adversaries are earning a lot of money around. So it will definitely be something that's uh, staying around for quite some time. Yeah. So is it, is it the same old kind of ransomware techniques that we talked about previously or is there any new ones that have come out that uh or uh, what, what's what's going on in the in the in the landscape other than uh high profile targets are being attacked yeah so they definitely have uh, started to add a new interesting capability of exfiltrating the data so previously they would just you know encrypt all your data uh and then you know call you up and say hey please pay us the money and uh, now it's hey we're exfiltrating all your data so we can either just release it publicly or sell it as some uh, some groups are doing, um, and yeah, so so this exfiltration is really kind of adding a, a sense of urgency for people to pay, um, because they don't want all of their confidential documents spread all over the front page news or, or the internet. Even people who have backups uh, of things and are able to restore from a, a a ransomware attack may consider paying the ransom. Unfortunately, because of the point Ray just made, like they, they don't want the data that the threat actor stole to be public, and and uh, so so it's a, it's a, it's a it's a mess up your boxes attack by putting a ransom on it, and then it's a basically a data breach extortion attack on the other side, right? Like we have your data and we're going to release it unless you pay us on the other side. So it's a double whammy for sure. Yeah, so it changes the dynamic because we normally have told people don't pay the ransom, uh, but uh, now it's like, okay, well, I'm going to leak your data, and that that's a whole different uh, uh, thing. It's like, okay, well, but then you know, but I think you still run into the same issue. They could still leak the data anyway, right? If they if you don't pay them enough, or you know, or they just feel like doing it. There's because there's you know, as the old saying is, there's no honor among thieves. 
it's true they do they do try and and it's they do try to honor their word because they want the next victim to see a news article that said the threat actor honored their word and pay and trust that they're going to pay because if they're if word gets out that they came back for a second round of extortion or they release the data anyway after getting paid if that word gets out then then people won't pay so yeah that that would break their business model right. they see themselves as businessmen uh you know business people rather than uh, criminals uh but unfortunately what we're seeing as well is whether on purpose or by accident they're also starting to target systems i would really kind of call out of bounds like Two weeks ago, we had a case where uh, a COVID-19 contact tracing system was ransomed. And, and like, you know, like t- to me, I'm definitely not a fan of ransomware, but those kinds of systems, like really, like like that's just the low of the low. Uh, those are just systems that should be out of bounds and for everyone. But we're seeing more and more of those kinds of medical systems, those systems where, you know, people are much more likely to pay because they need that data urgently, that it needs to be back up online. Uh, we're seeing a lot of them getting targeted now as well. Yeah, yeah that's not just a matter of um, you know, more money. It's a, it's, it's a matter of public health, and that's a whole... Yeah, that creates a whole different level of uh, urgency around the issue, and and uh, you know what happens if that yeah you know, what happens if that data gets out right because it's because it's a, you know, again we're collecting very um, you know very fine grained location information on persons and um, and that can and yeah in the wrong hands it's you know that could be uh, that could be not so great. And the other interesting thing we start to see as well is. Um, Certain kind of state-sponsored adversaries are now also kind of trying to get in on the game a little bit by doing what by doing disc wiping, and so that technique seems to be coming back again. We've had a couple of cases now this year where uh, an adversary was kind of interrupted during their activities inside of a network, uh, and so they just went full on crazy and just wiped uh, the network, burn it down, um, burn it down, just, just to hide all the forensic evidence because they were interrupted. So that's definitely something and uh, a technique that's old that's new again uh, picking up. Well, and say yeah, that that seems to happen a lot. Those things go in cycles. It seems like it's like okay, we we might find some new ways to uh, to do some of the old stuff, right? It's but it's uh, um, but yeah, some of the old stuff comes back too because it's uh, yeah, because uh, doing a format C colon as it were is uh, you know it's pretty easy to do and. Uh, uh, you know, and that's a so that 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 does uh, yeah that that will cause you to have a bad day if you don't have good backups and and yeah that does erase uh, or well you know as we know disks can uh, you know you can recover data off disks but it's uh, you know with with things being SSDs I got to imagine that's a lot harder um, than it than it used to be but that's something you gotta uh, but yeah if you can if you can erase the evidence then uh, yeah then that makes it hard to track down who the who the bad guy was. Yeah, it also helps the adversaries hide their tooling and capabilities. Uh, you know, and the, it, it's all it's all about cost to them as well. You know, and they're, they're usually government employees. You know, the kinds of adversaries we're talking about here, government employees or government contractors. So they're definitely worried about costs control. And as as much as it sounds silly, you know, like uh, even the U.S. government would have some kind of limits on their budget on uh, how much they can. Uh, they can buy tools for and uh, and break into networks. So they definitely want to preserve those as much as possible. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. Data recovery now on you know uh, hyper-converged infrastructure, flash storage, and all of that is nearing on impossible. 
that means backups are just as important as ever, and if, if you know, if not more so, right? You know, have three copies and uh, in in two different places, and you know, two different types of media, and one of which is offsite, right? So maybe those old spinning discs are still useful for something. Tapes, man. <laughs> Ta- uh, as much as it sounds okay, you know, t- tapes have moved, move, have you know, st- stayed kind of up to date, and they've released new kind of versions of tapes and much more dense ca- dense capacity, and, and that's still kind of a strong recommendation I, g- I give customers is. Put a tape in a safe backup, you know, in a fire safe somewhere. Like, end of the day, if it is physically offline, sitting in your safe, um, that's that's the best backup. Yeah, that's and that's what you you got to do, right? It's that you've got to have, yeah, you got to have copies everywhere, even just for even just for like, you know, your photos or something like that. It's like, yeah, have it in you know, mul- you know multiple places and uh, you know, and yeah, be able to get it multiple ways because you never know, right? It's all, but uh, you know, but then again, I guess if you use too many cloud providers, then you know that and then they then they all have your stuff, right? If you, especially if you haven't encrypted them, so. Uh, so yeah, I think it's a. Uh, so yeah, it's a, the, yeah. So again, what's old is new, right? That seems to be the you know, the trend here <laughs> as we're as we're talking. Is yes, it's so yeah. We're we, you know we're wiping things. We're suggesting you should uh, back up to tape. Um, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> in twenty twenty, yeah. It, it works. It works. It works. Tapes work, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've, yeah, we've been at this a while, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember. I remember doing backups, you know, yeah, on the tape, you know, when I was a this, you know, I was, I was still in college and I was a, you know, as a sysadmin, so we were, uh, you know, and I would we would back up the servers with, uh, you know, and, with that tapes and, you know, so yeah, I guess I guess now you can you can back up a whole lot more, maybe even a whole lot faster to, uh, uh, to tape and yeah, it's, but yeah, the backups are backups are still important. Uh, you know, you do need to have a you know a, a warm backup somewhere, but uh, you know, and again with ransomware, that's uh, you got to be careful about uh, how accessible that backup is, and then yeah, but you got to have something uh, something offline, and um, yeah, maybe even burn a CD. I mean, if you've still got a CD drive somewhere or a DVD drive, um, you know, you got it's you know you, you just got to whatever however much data you got to back up, just got to make sure you have the right tool, and and you got to test it, right? I mean, we actually tell this is a you know it's uh, I I believe the phrase that that in the presentation I, I, I've given recently, we, we called it Schrodinger's backup. Uh, did, did you, if you didn't test it, did you back it up? Uh, you know, did you, so that's so yeah. You have to test the um, whatever method you use. You need to test restoring from it from time to time, just to make sure that uh, it make sure that it actually works and uh, that you can uh, that you can get the data in case something does go wrong. Yeah, the day that things are on fire is not the time to learn that it, your restoration process doesn't work. And also when you're restoring, especially if it's because of a cyber attack, just be careful how you restore. We've had numerous customers restore like Active Directory to a known compromised state and then not clean it up. So the, they let the adversary back in effectively. So when you're restoring, just make sure you do it in a controlled fashion that you understand what the risks are, have a process in place to kind of clean it up. Um, rather than just restore and go, yep, we're good, uh, off we go. Because you're typically restoring back to the state when the adversary was either, you know, had just entered the network or, or they had the capability because of misconfigurations or whatever to enter your network. So, so make sure you uh, restore and then fix what was wrong in the first place. 
Yeah, make sure. Yeah, make sure you uh, remedi- uh, block whatever it was that got in in the first place, right? It, you know, it, uh, but sometimes you also have to undo damage because depending on when, when you backed up, right? You might be, uh, yeah, it's like you say, you might be letting the adversary back in. So you need to make sure that you've actually do what's necessary to ensure that uh, the bug doesn't get out or the uh, or the adversary doesn't get back in. So it's uh, yeah, so it, it, you know, that's I'd also say like when you make major changes, you need to document them, and we and I you know and I see this with um, with customers, right? And that's you know it's part of um, you know backups is making sure that uh, if you're making th- especially if you're making changes that aren't clicks in the GUI if you have to go to like a configuration file or do something that's maybe a little bit out of the ordinary you know that's got to be part of your um, you know part of your book right of, of things that okay so when the system comes back up I've got to do these things and and you know and you know we see this with um, with checkpoint customers with you know with it with you know, the configs on the on the products is that yeah they'll make a change and it doesn't get documented and then when they have to do a restore or a rebuild right which happens and then you know then they're you know they they don't have the functionality if they've customized some file somewhere and they didn't document what they did then yeah they've got a there, there's a you know it's problematic and you've got to actually uh, fix you got to you know then you got to figure out what you did and you may not remember what you did and you know so this and yeah i mean we i've i've had uh, you know my days in, in support and the day you know what i what i run into in the community is that yeah we always tell people make sure you document what you did because you never know when you're going to have to if you because even if you do have good backups sometimes they may not work for whatever reason and you may have to rebuild it. And so you need to understand how you got from point A to point B. And so, you know, yeah, having multiple backups and, and documenting the, you know, the major changes that you, that you made are critical, I think, to being able to get back to a state of recovery. And you, you, you almost, you know, it's again, having multiple ways to back up. So you might do the, um, the, the normal, you know, sort of the normal ways of backing up, um, you know, depending upon the, 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 uh, you know, the, the, the application or the software or whatever, but then you also, might have uh you know non-traditional ways that if you have to rebuild it here's what it here's what the here's what it looks like so um you know then that's you just you have to do that if you don't then yeah you're gonna have a bad day if the the inevitable bad thing happens and you know and 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 all your plans fail right and make sure you have your plans on paper again something we 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 see so often oh we have all these backup recovery plan oh they're on the file share they just got ransomed uh, print them out. Yes, it's, uh, it, it, you, yeah. Uh, paper still has value. It's it's a. Uh you know, it's funny because we'd always say, you know, we'd always used to say like with passwords, right? We used to say, uh, yeah, don't write them down, right? Well, you know, maybe not put them as a st- you know, as a sticky on your monitor or under your computer or whatever. But uh, yeah, that you know, having uh, having them somewhere, right? Or having that all, all, that documentation somewhere that's offline, right? So it can't be so it can't be ransomed. Uh, maybe not leave it on your desk, but leave it somewhere safe, like in you know, like in a safe or whatever. You know, having that information somewhere, yeah, it's it's important. It's 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 one of those. Uh, you know, in case of emergency, pull this out and you can, you can recover. And it's, and yeah, the, the, you, you know, yeah, I learned, actually, I learned very early in my career that documentation is like key and, you know, that you, that you're only as useful as the documentation that you leave. So, um, so that's a, you know, they, documenting as much as, as much as what you're doing is helpful in case you will, you know, you get hit by a bus or something bad happens and you have to rebuild it from scratch. And yeah, so it's, you've got to have a, you know, got to have a backup and, and, and yeah, that's, a, that's part of your backup strategy is making sure that you've, that you have documentation, especially if you've done any, uh, you know, things that are custom, you know, any customizations, you've got to do it it's so sad but it's so true i hate documenting i hate putting the right comments in my code but it's so important to have that there 
like if it's code so people that follow you can read what you tr- what not what you did but what you, your brain thought you were trying to do whether the code says that or not is a different thing and uh and yeah whether we've added a new config file a new domain a new zone file to our dns configuration just to your point like whatever we're doing configuration wise and all that and documentation i hate it but it's true because yeah, you'll be restoring at four a.m. in the morning uh, with no sleep. It, it, it's not going to be your fresh and bushy art, you know, uh, fresh-eyed, bushy-tailed in the morning. No, it's going to be four a.m. No sleep. You've got executive management screaming down the phone at you, um, and it will be the most pressure you've probably ever been under. Absolutely, and that is, I think, it's uh, so yeah. It's because it never happens in the most ideal circumstances, right? It's, it's always a, uh, it's it's always going to be yeah at four a.m. when yeah you've got you know yeah you you've got your bosses uh, uh very unhappy and you know or you you know you're yeah it, it's so have all that stuff ready to go and and have it you know again have it you know this is part of having a backup offline and yeah having your documentation offline and not saying don't write it on a computer but maybe print it out once in a while and uh make sure you've got a copy of it somewhere because yeah you you might need to exercise that and i'd say that even for your your incident response plan in general right that should probably be something that is you know uh that that you know the different people may have their you know their 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 playbook that they have to execute when when things happen and so everybody knows okay this is you know so Go, go get this go get this book right when when it's uh, you know when it when, yeah. yeah get your get your get your hard copy and um and then yeah and that way it's uh, i think it, yeah we and that it's amazing how you know with with all the technology that we have we still uh we still need to rely on the old school techniques and the old school tools uh to ensure that uh that we can recover when the inevitable bad thing happens yeah, absolutely, and it's actually interesting. Like, what, um, when we get engaged to uh, to create these incident response plans, uh, obviously you know give the customer a, co- a soft copy, but I also uh, always buy a big red folder, uh, and uh, you know this is the, the emergency uh oh folder. Um, but also, it's it's kind of very important that it's well structured so that everyone can go. Okay, we're reading from chapter one, verse one. Off we go, um, d- just to keep track of what's going on and and to rehearse it, and and that's something we do with a lot with our customers as well as these tabletop exercises, to really uh, and we're quite good at simulating pressure now, like giving them very short deadlines, going right today you're under attack. What what happens? How do you respond? And getting senior management involved. Uh, senior management isn't always keen to get involved. You know they can see it as a waste of their time, but uh, getting them to understand how long things actually can take. Like if you are restoring from tape, that's going to take a minute or two. Um, you know, oh, uh, you know, Joe with the key is, uh, is on holidays and we don't know where the spare key is. What are we gonna do now? Uh, all those kinds of wonderful incidents we see all the time. And so using our experience of what can go wrong and what does go wrong to simulate those failures during these tabletop exercises is uh, very interesting to watch. And bouncing it off the plan, the hard copy plan that that we want the executives to bring to these drills, and and like the book, the document says X Y Z. You guys aren't doing X Y Z. Why is that? Because your plan's better than what's in the book, and that could be true. So let's put what you're thinking now in the book for the next go around. And you know, yeah, the the red trapper keeper always always bring that thing. Good lord, yeah, that, that that's bringing back some memories. <laughs> I'd, I'd mentioned peachy folders, but I think that's a West Coast uh, U.S. thing. I don't think that was a, I don't think that was on the East Coast. But I don't know uh, that. 
Okay, yeah, anyway, it's the same. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, look it up. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, but yeah, that's a, it's, peachy but, folders, yeah, right? okay. Yeah, yeah peachy, yeah, P, yeah, P-E-E-C-H-E-E. Uh, um, yeah, look it up. Okay, I'll put a link to what a peachy folder is in the show notes. Thanks for listening to Checkmates Go. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app or platform. Leave us a rating and review and uh, share it with your colleagues. Thanks for listening.